Hey everybody, uh, welcome to another episode of Union the Bust. Juan Perez here, Organizing Monster, and we have... I'm Chris Lopez, I am your union brother on TikTok, Instagram, all the, all platforms. the platforms. And we have a lot going on. We, we do. do. Labor is hot. I it's mean... Uh, what, what, what did Lorena say? <laughs> What's your hashtag? En- what is it? The n- endless labor, endless union summer. Endless union summer hashtag. Oh, so she dang. debuted it on our podcast last week. Yeah. And uh, what's going on, Chris? Well, I don't know. UA- well, I mean, I know. UAW uh, may be going on strike. And the Teamsters actually just ratified their contract. They voted their contract. Yeah. And uh, we thought, who better to talk about the Teamsters contract or talk about the Teamsters is John Ryan, a.k.a. Union Drip, on Twitter. So, uh, John, tell us a little about yourself, your organization, and, uh, you know, how, how did you get into labor? Yeah, good question. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, I have been a teamster now for almost 20 years, and the reason, the way that I got into uh, being part of the labor movement is actually uh, my grandfather was a UPS driver in San Francisco. And uh, so he drove there in the 40s and 50s, and um, he actually ended up becoming uh, president of his local for uh, a short time, which was at the time was local 278, now it's 2785. And uh, my wife and I had just, and this is for another podcast, but my wife and I um, had just came back from living in Africa, or I was living in Africa with her for like six months, and uh, we were pregnant with our firstborn. And, uh, and I had an apartment in Oakland we came back to, and I was just like stressing about how am I going to take care of this kid and, you know, healthcare and all these things. And my mom immediately was like, go get a job at UPS. I was like, okay. Cause you know, they have full healthcare and benefits, you know, the pay, pay wasn't really great, but it was something where I was able to take care of my family. And so that was really, that's how I became a teamster. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I've, I've been very active probably over the past decade uh, at least more active in labor movement and uh, just, you know, it's the, that, that is how I got in those is, is through families, the same working class, uh, the things that everybody is struggling with, you know, a union was able to provide for me and that's how I got into it. Right. Yeah. 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 John, like we found you on Twitter. Like, like <laughs> it's crazy how social media is playing such a big role in, in the solidarity. Right. And, uh, yeah. and then uh, we found you on Twitter and we're like, dude, Hashtag Union Drip and this and this, yeah. but and then we found you and then your uh, Teamster and then your videos and everything is so like influential. But uh, UPS though, you guys, you guys just ratified, you guys voted to ratify like a pretty big contract in, and and from what I understand though is that you guys started this campaign last year. We did to to like do practice picketing and get the members out and informed of what's about to happen this year. And yeah. talk a little bit about that. Like talk a little bit about like what it took to get to this position where you were able to, to vote in a good contract that benefited all of you all. I've never seen practice picketing. I never seen I it thought either. that was really cool. Oh yeah. That was huge. That was huge. Um, yeah. I mean, it, this is, this will be the fifth contract that I'll be working under at UPS. And I would say this is the first time that I've seen this kind of, uh, ramping up to the contract to get people motivated to be engaged uh, on a level. This is a level I've never seen before. And, um, you know, not, not to throw shade at any past administration or anything. And that, that's not, you know, I always try to uh, focus on the positive when it comes to labor movement. I don't like throwing anybody under the bus really, you know, but um, this new leadership that we got under Sean O'Brien, um, I think a lot of it 
came about because you know the last contract that we had was was really not that great it introduced two tiers of drivers at ups and you know for that reason it actually got voted down and at the time the teamsters constitution allowed um a contract to go through even if it didn't get uh, enough votes or you know what i'm saying like uh, even though it got voted down they were able to push it through because not enough people voted. I'm sorry. Right. Did the executive um, board do that? Like they could, huh? I, I'm, I'm kind of curious about that. Probably executive board or something like that, how it works. Yeah, exactly. So uh, part of our constitution said that, you know, if, if not enough, I, I believe it was like two thirds majority or whatever, if they don't vote, they can just push a contract through regardless, even though, even though it's voted down. Um, they got that removed uh, in the last constitution. So had that happened this time around, they couldn't have forced the contract through. Um, so I think that because of the last contract and just how upset a lot of people were, that kind of allowed for um, Sean and the rest of his leadership team to kind of, I mean, a lot of people were uh, excited about them coming in, you know, uh, to take over the Teamsters at the time. And um, so our general president had done a really good job ramping it up ever since he came into office i mean you know from day one basically it was like we're gonna start uh, engaging with our members he's he you know he, he traveled around the country visited as many ups barns as he could and um yeah i was listening to uh to the members and you know what 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 was important to them for this contract you know and a lot of you guys saw you know they wanted to get rid of the two-tier driving that we had um ac in the trucks excessive overtime uh, pay issues, um, a lot of those things, and and a lot of them were addressed uh, in this contract. So they did such a good job engaging with their members and making, um, you know, I, I know a lot of guys that, you know, they've been teamsters as long as me, and they never felt like they were involved or engaged at all. And this last year, that that's really, really changed. So um, I, th I think that's why we had the overwhelming success that we had is just because of, of how well uh, Sean and the, and the team did. I felt like I was involved. Like no, that's how sure. big the campaign yeah. was. Like I was making TikToks, and I was like, "This <laughs> yeah. is awesome!" Like I made one with uh, Sean O'Brien. Uh, Sean I was like, "This is." I mean, I felt the energy, and I think that's what's kind of going on in in social media right now. I mean, Union Drip. I mean, you're you're big. You're a big social influencer, and it's like we're like we were all excited because we got to meet you um, in at the, uh, at the convention, and we're like, I think that's Union Drip. I think that's Union Drip. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like it's crazy how like we're just two guys right here in San Diego. I'm an organizer, a union organizer. He's a union yeah. rep, and we're 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 on it, dude. Here in San Diego, any action, any picket sign. And you pick a line, we're on it. Yeah. We're on everything. And then, like, we started being pretty active on social media. That's when we found you. And, like, hey, dude, yeah. just at Union Drip, and he'll, and he'll retweet it. And then all of a sudden, like, you get all kinds of attention on your, on your, on your it's video. It's like we're platforming each other. It's really yeah, cool. Sure. Yeah. And we're just nobodies, dude. Like, I feel like we're nobodies. And I feel that's that's the beauty of it, though. Like we have humility, we're humble, and right, you know what I mean. Like everybody's a as a union member, everybody's a yeah. worker. So then, and then we go to the convention, and then I message, <laughs> I message you on Twitter. I'm like, hey, we're gonna go to the convention, and you said you're gonna go there. We'll meet up, yeah. and then we met you, dude. I mean. I felt like we were starstruck, honestly. Wait, like, yeah, we I, I meet these politicians all the fucking time, dude. Yeah. Like the mayor, the senators, and the congresspeople. I never take pictures with them. 
Honestly, it's rare when I take a picture with these motherfuckers. But yeah. when we met you, we're like, hey, can we take a picture? And then I and then I asked you for your number, and you gave it to me. And then I told these people, my I told Chris, and I told like my people here from San Diego, and they're like, oh, you got his number. Uh, this and that. Yeah. They're teasing me. I'm like, ah, oh, what the fuck? Just leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how we felt. That's how we felt though. Like that you're. We were ready to go. We're we were ready to we, go? we had a picture with you, and then we we got. We didn't your, care. About we the were like we're like we didn't care about the convention. Honestly, we were yeah. like we're like we're like we got to hang out with you. Yeah, Drip. yeah. We're like hey, we took a picture with Union Drip, and uh, and we were there for the action. Yeah, and that's what motivated us to go to begin with. Is that it's about the workers, the contracts, the actions, Hollywood, and then meeting you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about I, we didn't we met Steve Padilla right after. Dude, no pictures taken with him. I didn't give a fuck, dude. I just introduced I introduced him to him because yeah. he's a senator. I introduced him to, to Chris and to a couple people. No pictures. But we took a picture with you. And so I'm just, I know we're like fucking kissing your ass at this point. but Well, it was really, really cool because, um, you know, we had a, 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 like a community, like the letter carriers. And we all had our, 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 our shirts on. I'm wearing it today because I remember you talking about the shirts. And I'm like, let me do a little, like a little TikTok, a quick TikTok. And I said, hey, Union Drippy. Or I said, uh, the drip is out. Or I did something and you retweeted. But it's like, it's cool. It's like, so everyone sees that. The letter carriers see it. You know, UFC, you know, it's the labor movement. It's like, you know, it's you, it's like drip is like kind of like a, like a, like a, like a more of a, a swag way to say. I think, or, I think what it, what it is, is that, this is what I think. My analyzing uh, mine is uh, is labor has been exclusive for a long time. Our membership meetings, a, unless you're a member, you, right? And then our information stays within. So that's why we only have 10 to 12% density, I believe. Yeah. That's why we started this podcast to spread the word and educate the community yeah. on who we are. So they can be like, oh, well, why, why aren't we labor also? I think Union Drip, your handle, what you're doing on social media is... Yeah. Is, is is carrying the narrative for us mm-hmm. in labor. It's like, it's cool to wear a jacket. It's cool to have a union shirt on. Yeah, it's cool to be proud about being a union member. And, you know, yeah. and I think that's attractive to a lot of people. You know, that, like you said, we were very exclusive before. Now we're trying to be inclusive. It's, it's about every worker. But just I want to go back to two things you guys said. Chris, uh, I appreciate what you said is that you felt like you were on the line with us at UPS. I'm not a writer, but I feel like I'm out there with the writers. Right, you know, I'm right. not an actor, but I feel like I'm out there with the actors. Like I, I feel like we're all engaging and involved w- with each other. And instead of just like I'm going to stick with my union, you know, I'm a teamster. I only go to teamster events. No, that that we we don't have that. We can't have that anymore. You know, and so seeing you, you know, from the UFCW and, and um, you know IATSE and all and all of us joining together. I mean, there's like real power in that. You know, and so it's not it's not just my strike line or my picket line anymore. It's our picket line. It's our strike line. We're, we're doing it together. It's a movement. And and then the other thing that that you guys are both saying, and this this resonates with me as well, is like, you know, dude, I'm just a rank and file UPS driver, man. I mean, I do organizing activities, you know, and I, I, I'm a trustee. I sit on some stuff. But but at the end of the day, man, I drive a UPS truck, you know, like I'm nothing special. I'm no like labor superstar i'm i'm just a worker like like everyone else you know but i want to amplify what what it means to to be a union member and and why it's so powerful and how it can change your life and you know so it's like um i i just got really lucky with union drip and just how it worked out you know it's just 
it was like, you know, I, I collect jackets, Teamster jackets. I got like 30 of them in my closet. I got, you know, stacks of shirts and stuff. And, and, you know, when I would post them online, people on my, on my personal account, people were like, oh shit, man, that's drip, dude. That's dripped out. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I got to find a, a channel or a way just to share this stuff because it's cool to, to rep your union. It's cool to wear these things. I mean, Fuck, I, I feel like I feel hard when I wear my team's jacket. You know, I don't mean that like like I'm a tough guy, but, you know, it's like I feel like, I, you know, hey, man, you know, this is a cool club that you should be a part of, too. You know, and um, but I think it, it just popped off around the same time that Amazon uh, won their union is kind of that's that's when it, it popped off and, and exploded. But um, yeah, it's it, it's it's been a fun ride and I'm, I'm glad that people are are, are latching on to it. Right, because I feel like we're in a different time zone now. Like we're not in the '90s or early 2000s, where nobody's like a gatekeeper anymore. I feel like we all can be gatekeepers. We all can be plat- platforming each other. Nobody's a gatekeeper anymore. So I think by being raw and real with your handle, with what you're doing with Teamsters and and uh, and your and and uh, Union Drip, is that you're conveying the message of what labor is to the community and they're like that's fucking sick dude because what is labor labor is just people coming together that's all it really is it's not corporations it's not billionaires or millionaires it's not people going behind the scenes and trying to do things shady and make money Mm -hmm. it's just people coming together to better their lives so what's cooler than that is people coming together and i think with your handle and with your doing with what you're doing in social media, you're like relaying that message for labor. Cause uh, I've only been in labor for five years, and the one thing that I have noticed is that we're really bad at conveying messages to the public. But because we're so exclusive and we take honor in being exclusive, which is cool. I love tradition, but at the same time, ninety percent of the country is not labor. It's not in the union. I mean, and uh, how do we get them on board? to come out to the picket lines for UPS, for UFCW, yeah. for IATSE? How do we get them to come out for the picket lines for the teachers? The teachers union in, uh, LA, in LA, when they went on strike in 2018 or 19, mm-hmm. there's 30,000 teachers in LA. There was yeah. 80,000 people in the streets. 50,000 people were community teachers, kids. Yeah. But how do you get them to buy in? And that's what this is, I, I believe. Is like, hey, we're just relaying the message. This is who we are. We're all in this together. And that's why, man, hats off to you with what you're doing, mm-hmm. with your Twitter. Twitter. No, it, the thing, so so I recently been on TikTok. There was a handle, and she's been on one of our social media uh, podcasts. It's Your Union Sister. And I was like, oh, that is such a great handle. That's a good handle. And so I said, yeah. let me see if I have Your Union Brother. And I got it. I was like, wow, that is really cool. So, you know, we follow each other and support each other. And, like, we are all about the labor movement. She's a part of the flight attendants union. I mean, it's just so all this kind of cross-pollination is really exciting. I think that's what these platforms are doing It's just getting people, like, motivated and stuff like that. I mean, I, I mean you're, you're on Zoom right now, but, you know, I do feel the energy. I do feel the energy. And then when we went to the, the convention, the energy was there. I mean, I was like, that's, I had a great, I came back there. How was the trip? I go, that's one of the best times I've ever had in my life. Yeah. I mean, it really was. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so real quick, uh, John, so I want to go back to the contract. <laughs> I know we go off yeah. on a little tangents, yeah. but uh, like, 
because uh, I do see I, we follow all kinds of people on on Twitter on social media, yeah. different different people, right? Mm-hmm. And we're pretty progressive, so we're our spectrum is this big. Um, like I saw that there was a campaign to like vote no on this new contract, mm-hmm. and yeah. and and that's the beauty of unions, though, is that we all come together and yeah. it's a democratic process, so majority rules. But um, what, what are what what do you think like the victories were? And why is this the best contract you you've had in your time with the Teamsters to where you're proud to vote? Because I'm I'm just assuming that you voted yes, that you you're proud to have this new contract in place. Because I feel that your guys' campaign from last year to the vote to now to the strike vote to the vote to now was like symbolic to the labor movement because it showed us that hey man, all you need is a good strike threat. And corporations will listen. So I just want to hear from you, like, what were the wins and, and why was it so important for you to vote for this contract to to get this moving forward? You know for what sure. I mean? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I I sympathize with some of the Vote No people. I mean, I'm friends with some of the guys that are in L.A. that were part of that Vote No uh, contract uh, campaign. You know, I've, I've walked strike lines with them down in L.A. You know, I've, I've known these guys for a minute. We've, you know, we've chatted a lot. And, um, I sympathize with them because, you know, I, I understand that $21 an hour is, I mean, it's, it's good pay, honestly, compared to what you're going to get at most places. But, you know, for guys that have been at, at UPS part-timers for a long time, $21 an hour, you know, it's, it's sometimes still not enough money to survive. So I get that. And, um, I would have liked to have seen a starting wage of $25 for part-timers, but, you know, um, they did ask for longevity increases or raises, you know, depending on how long they've been there. They got those things. The part-timers got them. Um, I feel like those raises were adequate. Um, and I know some people were concerned because, you know, every, every part-timer will now start out at $21 an hour under this contract. Uh, anybody hired after this contract, I think they only end at $23 at the end of the five years. And people that were hired before will end up a little bit higher. I think it's like $25.75 they'll end up. So, they felt there was a little bit of disparity there between that. They would hope that those people also ended up with twenty five seventy five. But to be fair, you know that's how seniority and progression works, and so they're all going to get to that same pay. So I'm, I, you know, I at the end of the day, uh, I did vote yes on the contract. We got the largest wage increases we've ever seen at UPS. I mean, again, going back to the part timers, uh, the last contract, their top pay was I believe sixteen fifty. It's going to go up over seven fifty. Over, I mean, that's. That's garbage, sixteen fifty. Um, but yeah, so we get a seven dollar fifty cent raise across the board, all the way. Um, we're gonna get AC in the cars now. I know that some people say, "Oh, that's not gonna happen overnight." It's not. They have to replace a certain amount of cars every year, and when, the, or at least during this contract, when those get replaced, AC is gonna be put in those cars, and those cars are gonna be sent to the zones or areas of the country that need it the most, which is to me is a huge win. Right, right. I mean, I've been I've been in these trucks for almost twenty years now, and I never thought in my life that they would agree to put AC in the trucks. Um, same with the the two tiers of drivers. So, uh, like I said before, under the last contract, they introduced twenty two fours, and it was supposed to be like a combo job. These guys work inside in the morning for a few hours, and they go out and they drive for half the day. Well, in reality, that never happened in any building. These guys, anybody got hired after the last contract became a 22-4, they became full-time. All of them did the exact same job that the guys in the tier above them did. 
There was no difference. And to be absolutely honest as well, I thought that UPS would say, no, we're keeping the tiers. We'll give you a fat raise, but we're going to keep the tiers because it makes them more money in the end. And so the fact that they gave that up so early, I was just in shock. I was like, holy shit, you know? <laughs> like, so I think a lot of people don't think about those things because the UPS could have easily said, oh, we're not going to give you AC. We're not going to uh, get rid of the tiers, but we'll pay you $25 an hour for part-timers. And honestly, I would rather the, the tiers get rid, you know, because then those part-timers, when they become drivers, they will have, you know, good, better pay. They're not going to make $15 to $20 less an hour than someone doing the exact same job. So the, these were huge wins for us, I think. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, we never had that as a day as a paid day off. Now it's also a paid day off. So, I mean, there's a lot of other little small things in there that we got, but um, this is a huge contract. It's huge. It's a huge win um, for us, for the entire labor movement. And like you guys are saying, you know, it's uh, <clears throat> I feel like it really is a um, a blueprint for other unions to be able to do the same kind of thing, just like what UAW is doing right now with their strike authorization about 97%. I mean, I, I was at a dinner last night and the guy who's uh, not even a, a labor guy was like, man, did you see what the UAW is doing? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> even he was excited about it. You know, like it was kind of cool to, you know, to hear that. But, um, you know, it, it's funny. I see some guys that get upset, like, oh man, we're only making seven fifty, you know, an hour over the life of this contract. Uh, and I'm like, dude, last contract made like four bucks. You know, <laughs> like, this is a big win. We get to 275 bump immediately. Before you were getting seventy five cents to a dollar, maybe. Wow. So wow. I mean, these, these these are good numbers, you know, and it's something to be proud of, you know. As as a UPS teamster, I'm very very proud of what uh, the administration's done, and I'm I'm proud of the rank and file for 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 what they did as well, you know, uh, being engaged and uh, and and coming out and voting. I mean, we, I mean, I believe the the voting. The amount of votes we had was up, I, I want to say, about 10% from last time, too, which is, you know, it's a small incremental gain, but it's, you know, it, we're headed in the right direction. It's good. Yeah, I think you had like a 90% ratification. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, I believe it was 87%. That's what I think it was. It was, it was. To 90? Wow. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's huge. huge. <laughs> that's, it's really good. And, and, and listen to this. So, I mean, you know, we had uh, only one supplement got rejected in the entire country. Uh, when when we voted on the 22nd or when the votes were counted i should say and uh you know the contract doesn't technically go into effect until all the supplements are ratified as well and they ratified that last supplement yesterday like i honestly thought that was going to go for months maybe you know i just i didn't know because the last contract we voted it down some of the supplements didn't go through it took like eight or nine months until we were able to get our back pay and the contract went into effect under the last contract. This time they did it in less than a week. Like that's, that's a huge win. I was, so. I, you know, members, because, you know, contracts and you got to explain the member. There's no such thing as a perfect contract. There's no, no such thing. There isn't. But uh, hey, you know, th still, that's pretty good what you're talking yeah. about. I mean, it yeah. is, it is really cool. I mean, you're talking about 75 cents and you're now going to 275 yeah. right away. That's I mean, I mean, yeah, you can't fix all of the problems from the last contract to one contract, you know, and, 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 you know, it's a negotiations for a reason, you know, you're not going to get every single thing that you want, you know, I mean, we, we can threaten as much as we want to, you know, at the end of the day, okay, so we'll, you know, we're, what's a good contract. This is, this is a good contract. So I, did you think you were going on strike? No, no, no. I'm saying, uh, no, I'm no. Saying I meant like, during the contract campaign, when you're getting all the uh, practice yeah, I, picketing, I, were you I like? It, I I thought it was a serious possibility. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I did. I, um, again, you know, I, I wasn't expecting, you know, Sean O'Brien said that, uh, 22, four is a strike issue, which was, which is the tier position. And again, I just was, I was expecting UPS to keep that to the last minute, you know, and the, the fact that they gave it up so early, I was just in shock. I was like, and, what? And so you, yeah. Cause I, when I saw this all go through and I was like, what the fuck? And then they caved, but you thought you were going to go on strike. We all thought you were, you guys were going to go on strike. Everybody mm-hmm. was like, this is going to be the biggest strike in our lifetime. 360,000 workers. And it's, 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 a uh, it's, uh, it's goods. It's, uh, transportation. It's getting things from Amazon and it's getting packages. So it's going to affect every single person in the U S cause we all buy things online. Now mm-hmm. we don't just go to malls and they're closing malls down. Mm-hmm. So we all were like preparing ourselves kind of like, well, fuck it. They go on strike. Uh, like it's a weird thing to think about cause yeah. I never thought it would happen, but we did. But how were you, how are you preparing to go on strike? Because you've been on strike. I've never been on strike myself. So yeah. how were how you preparing to go on strike? Like you, I know you're, you're married, you have a family and stuff. <laughs> and to put everything on the line is the hardest thing that anybody can do, period. That's why it's hard to organize. I'm an organizer, yeah. so that's why it's hard to organize is you're putting everything on the line because everything is about the money. Everything is about your paycheck and health care, paying your bills, paying your housing. So clearly, you go on strike, you're sacrificing. So how, how was it with you guys? Such a big-ass campaign. How were you thinking about it? How were you preparing to go on strike? Yeah, I mean, to, to be honest, you know, I mean, you guys know, man, we live in California. It's, it is fucking expensive. You know, it's like... You know, I, I'm fortunate enough to, you know, my wife and I bought a house 10 years ago. Dude, to this day, the mortgage is still is a pain in my ass, you know, like it's, it, it's a lot, dude, you know, and, um, and, uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, I've talked about, I talked about it with my family, told them, you know, we'd have to tighten the belts and, you know, uh, you know, it's going to be a stressful time, but, you know, my, my family was all in. So it's like, it's it's a risk that you got to take, you know, and then psychologically, you know, you got to be ready for that. But my whole thing the whole time was like, you know what, I'm doing this for the future generations at UPS. This is not just for me. So going on strike is not just about the best thing I can get in this contract, but I'm willing to do it for the generation after me to make sure that they have the best contract, you know. So there, there was a, yeah, I, I, there's really no good answer to that. You know, it's just, uh, just, just preparing myself mentally and knowing that, hey, when we're doing this, we're doing this together. This is not just a one-person thing. It's not just me going on strike, but it's my brothers and my sisters going out with me. And I'm willing to take that hit for them, too. You know, we have to all stay in this together. So it's, uh, you know, solidarity, you know, just, just standing together. So, um, yeah, I'm fortunate enough that, you know, I've never had to go out on strike at UPS. So, you know, I don't know the what it's really like on the ground you know i've heard stories from the guys in 97 that it was tough you know but um it's something that that uh there's there's no way in hell you catch me crossing the picket line you know so when i was on strike in 2003 2004 we were out on strike for you know four and a half months there was no facebook there was no there's no i think it was like my my space or something 
now we just had a strike in uh, Imperial Valley, Spreckle Sugar, and that strike was like 11 days and they won, you know, but part of the reason was uh, social media was a huge impact. I know that you would like things and you would share things and companies, I think, are concerned now about branding and about, you know, their image, their image. And so, you know, when you have that many followers and, and you're able to, you know, get the message out of what's going on, I, I think it's really important. So, I mean, just want to say that, you know, Union Drip is really badass. That's really cool. But hey, your wife is also really badass, too. She's running yeah. for uh, Senate, uh, Jackie. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's we we have an open seat. So um, the funny thing is, my wife, uh, she's a city council member, and she was a mayor uh, of our city for a time. And uh, this is not something that we were planning or even thinking about. So it wasn't like, uh, hey, I'm going to try to make a move up or do something. Actually, uh, a political director for the operating engineers is one of our best friends, and he, uh, you know, not to give everything away, but basically, he just came to my house one day and said, I want to talk to you about something serious that you know, a possibility of something opening up here and, uh, you know, it's an open seat. So, uh, she's jumping in on it and, uh, you know, it's, it, it's a lot of work, but, uh, yeah, she, she's all in for that. So it's pretty exciting, but yeah, she's, uh, my wife's a CSEA member. She's been a union member for 10 years. She, uh, she, she walks the, you know, she, she, she actually like lives a life. She shows up to events. She's spoken at rallies. She's spoken at a teacher strike when she was the mayor of the city. She spoke, you know, uh, in support of the teachers, walked with them, and uh, she's always been very active. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, it, being part of a union is, 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 a, is a family affair as well, you know, and all of my kids have been on, out with uh, us on pickets. They've all, you know, marched at events, uh, all, all of them, you know, I've, we got three kids and all of them have been out there and, you know, they all, they all got their team shirt shirts too and, you know, it's it, it's a family affair. So, right, yeah, like I feel because labor is trying to save the economy. That's what I feel it is. Like I know it's in my head. I'm romanticizing what what's going on, but I think it's the reality of it is that we're trying to save the economy. We're trying to save America, mm -hmm. and I, I look at it like we're trying to save the world. Yeah, that's what we talk about when we when we're off the mic, and 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 it takes that kind of like um, initiative also because we can't just be in labor. We have to be in every part of the economy every and else. every institution. So in labor and in politics, because that's just the game. That's it. Yep. But like we weren't, we didn't, we didn't create this game. This game came to us. So we were yep. born into it. So I believe like, we should all be running. We should all be running for office, whether it's for your own union or for city council, the mayor, Senate, Congress, whatever it is. And the more that these politicians look like us and are like us, then the economy will start going in the right direction because it will start reflecting us. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, no, just, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah just I, I agree 100 percent with you. I mean. My wife and I, we're, we don't have money. We're not rich, you know? Like, You're not rich? I, I, was, I was stressing last week because I had an issue with my car. <laughs> I had an issue with my car last week. I'm going, oh, come on, man, you know? <laughs> like, That's the worst know? issue. I've always said it. The worst issue is a check engine light and cell phone issues. <laughs> Absolutely, you know? It's like, dude, I, I, I did not have, have it in my budget for that, you know? Like, just it was not set up for that. So it's like we need people that 
or an office that know what it's like to to struggle to pay the bills. Right. Not someone right. who's just got a check handed to him from, uh, you know, some big corporation that says, oh, here, here, take my money to 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 reflect my interests, at, you know, at the state level or wherever they're at. You know, we need to reflect the working working people's interests, you know, and uh, I, I appreciated your guys podcast last week talking a lot about that. But, yeah, we need to um, we need to move in every single realm and we need people that that come from the labor movement, not just, uh, not, you know, not people that. Well, like 80% of Congress people are lawyers. Yeah. Exactly. That says something. Yeah. Well, I mean, people are having trouble paying the, you know, we always say kitchen table economics. The main thing is to keep the main thing the, the main, main thing. thing. And that's it. You know, people are having trouble paying their rent, their bills. You know, my check engine light is on. And I, you know, <laughs> and, but I, I looked in the manual. I was like, oh, shoot, what does this mean? You know, and I'm like, oh, you know, oh, it's not blinking. Okay. If it's not blinking, it's not as bad. Okay. You know, it's 140. I go, there's 145,000 miles on this car. Let's see how far it's going to go. I got, I got AAA. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's the thing. It's like, do, so when people in, in these positions of power, when their check engine light comes on, I mean, are they, you know, do they, or do they even deal with that stuff? We have, we, we have to pay these. We have a, they're, California's expensive. It really is. And these being like authentic and letting people know, hey, yeah, I'm struggling right now. People want to hear that. They don't want to hear, you know, you know, oh, you know, everything's, you know, sugarcoat everything. Put so, like, you know. so I've always said this. I've always talked to Chris about this. Like, it's, it's natural that and like people have asked me not that they want me to but they've asked me like hey do you ever think about leadership or or running for office or this kind of stuff and i always tell them the same thing i'm always like no nah, hell no fuck that shit because i like being this i yeah. like being free i like mm. saying what i want to say and that's it there's no consequences to it but uh because there's this comedian i forgot his name and he had a joke he said the closer, like, the more that you are in society, like, you become a politician or a leader or whatever, then the closer you are to, like, a TV. You know, back in our days with TVs, mm -hmm. is the closer you are, then the pixels start spreading, and then it, the, the image becomes distorted. So yeah. the closer you are to leadership, the presidencies, Senate, Congress, yeah. then the image of society gets distorted to you, and you no longer can relate back to what we are. Mm -hmm. So I've always said it. It's like, nah, dude, then, uh, like, if I became rich, I'll be a fucking douchebag, dude. I've already said <laughs> it. I'll be a douchebag, dude. And, and, but, but I still think we have to do it, which is kind of like the irony behind it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. It's, yeah. No, it, it's a difficult position to be in because it's like, I see, I do see labor leaders that capitulate to, because, the, because they're, you know, they're in a situation where they're in a proximity to power. So it's like, okay, I'm close to this politician so i might uh support something that's you know might affect some other workers over here in a bad way just because of my relationship with this politician and that's a dangerous place to be in you know it's like i don't want to uh to to um you know throw my brothers and sisters you know in the construction trades or you know electricians under the bus just so that my contract you know can can be better because you know i'm i'm tight with this politician i see a lot of that here in california politics too um so yeah, it, it it it's it is a it is a tough spot to be in because it's like uh, we want what's best for working people, you know, and it's uh, you know, that's why. How do I say this without like being in, in too much trouble? Like our our current state senator, who's uh, who's termed out, he's got a sixty eight percent rating at California Labor Fed. You know, I mean that's a, that's a that's a D, bro. That's a, that's unacceptable. 
and I know there's a lot of I know that there's a lot of labor leaders that are in tie with him because it's just hey I'm I'm close to power so I have a relationship with this person and I'm going to support whatever they want just because of our relationship and when they need when I need something from them they'll help me out or they'll throw a bone my way and it shouldn't be that way I think it, it's hard yeah yeah you hit yeah. the nail on the head I mean it's sometimes it's hard to do the right the right thing doing the right thing is hard and sometimes you gotta you gotta put yourself out out there. I mean, we decided to start start this podcast, and you know we say all kinds of fucked up shit sometimes. Yeah, you know? no, <laughs> trust me. Like uh, I, I don't know if you saw, but we brought on Cornell West. He's running for president in the Green Party. Green Party spoiler candidate, whatever people say. And I told Chris, I'm like, dude, we're gonna get shit for this. I already know it. And I was like, who gives a fuck? Let's just do it. And yeah, dude, labor leaders were already hitting me up. Like, why'd you platform that guy? Why'd you bring him? And I told them, dude, at the time, we had 37 subscribers on YouTube. If we're a threat to the presidency, <laughs> sure, sure. we have I bigger agree. issues. That's what I, I said. I'm like, we have bigger issues than that. Like, if I we're convincing agree, America to vote for Cornell West, then we have but, fucking bigger issues to handle. I mean, honestly, that would be kind of badass if you guys were that influential that you just swayed the election. You know, right. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're doing it right now. Yeah, we are swaying. We, hey, yeah, we might want to listen to they're, us. They're, uh, they're, they're, maybe they're all plot. Union drips going on? What the heck's dude, going on? Jackie already won. Jackie won. Jackie yeah. won. Jackie yeah, already thank won. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I came on here today. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> hey, man. I mean, honestly, dude, at the end of the day, Cornel West done a lot of great things, man. He's he's a brother. He's a comrade. I mean, dude, I've I've always loved the guy. I, I can't speak to what's going on with the situation right now, but man, kudos to you guys. Why would you not want him to come on your podcast? I mean, <laughs> I, th that's what I tell Chris. I'm like, I want him to speak to us. Yeah. I'd rather him speak to us than like right wingers and whatever, right? Yeah. I'd rather him wanting our votes mm -hmm. and be like, fuck it, dude. I'll give you what you want, kind of deal, than to be like, fuck labor. No, I want to be like, oh, labor is inclusive. Labor is about us. And that's it. That, that's all. I, that's, the, that's my message for that episode. Oh, yeah. When my wife met him a few years ago and just sent me pictures, I was starstruck. I'm like, man, you got to hang out with Cornell West. I'm like. <laughs> yeah, hey, by the way, we're going to bring on some more presidential oh, candidates. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> we can't say it now. But, we can't say it We now. can't say it now, but until we get him on. But that's what we're doing, dude. That's what we're doing. We're just trying to grow. Because what you're doing with social media with Union Drip is what we want to do with this podcast. Yeah. Like, we want people to know what we're working on. We want people to be on the picket line with us, even if they're not with yeah. us out there yeah. physically. So I think, like, we're in a different spectrum of, of labor and a different time zone than the 90s or, the, or whatever it was before my time. So I think evolving is so important to us. Yeah. And, I mean, our, like... What, what, what do you think? Like, do you think we're going in the right direction as labor going into these platforms, playing around with social media? Because people, th we've seen it and we heard it, people knock down social media. Like, ah, fuck you guys. You guys are playing around in that stuff. We're, we're sticking it to this. And do you think that's the right move for labor is to go into the new era of organizing? Yeah, you know, when, uh, when I first created the Union Drip account and it started blowing up, you know, I would get some people that would comment, oh, man, you just you work for the AFL-CIO and, you you know, you get paid for doing this. You're, you're some some guy's kid, you know, in a basement posting union stuff. And it's like, you know, I get the criticisms because, you know, I can post all day and just, be, you know, not really give a shit about the labor movement. But guys like you and me, like us here, like we actually show up the picket lines. We actually 
put our bodies out there. I mean, we give a shit. We actually care. So, I mean, I, I do think that social media is good, but if I'm just doing social media and I'm not actually living the life, then that, you know, that's one thing. But um, I, I do think we're going in the right direction. I mean, come on, man. I, I, I make a union trip account. I got uh, somebody from the Wall Street Journal, the Financial Times, Elle Magazine, uh, a few other spots all hit me up and did interviews. And I mean, shit, it was in the, you know, it was in the Financial Times about my union group account. I mean, it's like people are paying attention, you know, and so I'm going to do whatever we can to amplify that message, which is what you guys are doing here, you know. So I, I, I think that, you know, and, and same thing, man, I'm not as good at, at TikTok as you are, Chris. I can't, I, I still haven't really figured it out. I mean, you're, you're like, you guys are actually engaging with it. I'm, I tried to set it up and I can't really do it, but like my kids are into TikTok. They like to watch TikTok. And it's like, my kids send me union videos from there. Like the kids are paying attention, right? you know? And, and, you know, we're seeing you guys talk about the, you know, the amount of people that are supporting unions these days. Like, however we can amplify that message, we need to. We need to be putting it out there because you know what? The corporations are doing the same thing. Exactly. You don't think the people on the right or the people that anti-union, they're, they're putting out their messaging as well. Well, you know? speaking of that, you know who created the super PAC was unions. We started the yeah. super PAC. And then, of right. course, corporations are like, hey, we're going to do that. Yeah, we got so, the same thing. Exactly. So corporations are ahead of the game. They, yeah. they, why, why aren't we competing in the same realm as them? Or being ahead of the of the curb, so that's why we're we're we're, we're all t- dude. We get shit all the time. Me and Chris from people here. You guys said that on the podcast. You guys said that on on Facebook or on Twitter or whatever. And then we just say like, I don't give a fuck. Whatever. It's awesome. <laughs> like our personalities are so like, I don't give a fuck. I'll just say it. we call out politicians by name here in San Diego. But because we're able to do that, because we walked the walk. Mm-hmm. So we're out there in picket lines. Dude, I'm an organizer, dude. So all I do is organize workers and talk to them every single day. So I know. I we like we have a pulse in like the economy. We have a pulse on workers. So I'm like, no, 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 you can't tell me different because I'm out here talking to these guys every single day. So um no, yeah, man, like social media I think is the new dimension for activism. That's all that is. It's just another dimension. It's not the end all be all. Like it's not gonna ruin your campaign if you're not on it. But if you're on it, maybe you can use it to help your Yeah, it, it gives us access into spaces we wouldn't normally have. Right, right. So just like, just like Chris was saying earlier with the strike that he was on, you know, he didn't, you didn't have social media at the time to amplify that message. So you couldn't put out, you know, to people in Northern California or in the East Coast or whatever, hey, you know, that, that company that you buy from all the time, they're treating their workers like shit, you know? And come on, man, the news, unless, unless it really gets shut down, the news ain't necessarily going to cover it either because they're in, cor- in the corporation's pocket too, you know? So it's like us being able to amplify that thing and call out these people, you know, it's it's the right thing to do. We got to do it. And and we found you. Like, yeah. Literally, yeah. <laughs> we're having this podcast because we were on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the relationships that we build through this feud, you know, and, and no shade, by the way, thrown to the AFL-CIO or any of those dudes. I'm, I'm grateful for the. So when I said that earlier, I, I didn't mean that like as a, you know, I know the person that runs that account, man. She's a badass, you know, like yeah. some, no, they're awesome. There's some there's some great people uh, and out there and I'm, I'm thankful that you know this is a great way for us to be able to connect through social media with others and and you know look, i get people in my inbox all the time hey man i'm i'm in a i'm in a job that uh is not union how can i how can i join a union what can i do you know and i'll send them you know a certain way or try to find somebody for them you know like to, to reach out and talk to them so like 
to be able to do that's a, a big deal. You know, a lot, a lot of us are introverted. We don't like to talk to people. You know, we want to stay home. We get on social media. We're like, oh, hey, I resonate with that. I, I'm getting treated like shit at my job. I see these guys are organizing over here. I want to do the same thing. I mean, it's like the Starbucks workers, man. That's a lot of that. I couldn't imagine that taking place without social media. Right. Mm -hmm. I agree. And uh, I agree with everything that you're saying. But um, so we I was going to say, I mean, unions are really cool right now. They are. We are. <laughs> I mean, it, we're hot, hot, hot. And. And they talk about the approval rating. And we had Lorena Gonzalez on our last yeah. podcast. It was really cool. She Great talked. Podcast, she said man. the approval. Thank you. Yeah. The approval rating is seventy one percent. She's all, but you know Gen Z. She's talking about it's like eighty five percent for sure. Yeah. So it's you know I, the older generation can learn a, a little from the new generation. I mean yep. we are. I mean they're amplifying things on TikTok. Yep. And I know you talked about TikTok. I go Instagram. They I guess uh, the hashtag labor movement on Instagram has like you know, 20 something thousand followers, but the hashtag yes. labor movement on TikTok has 40 million followers. Damn. I mean, it, yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't, I was like putting it down. So, you know, but that's the thing. It's like the, the solidarity is, are on these platforms. Yeah. And I was, yeah, it, it's just, and then tw Twitter, it's just like, everyone does their little thing, you know, it's, yeah. and it's just like, we're, Hey, you know, Juan's like, you know, he's, I mean, not, I mean, he's not union drip, but I mean, not he's, yet, he's, not yet. <laughs> but he's, he's organizing like, monster. He's organizing <laughs> monster. So he, but he is, um, but he, but he, he's a lot better on Twitter than I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just like, yeah. you know, I'm more, you know, uh, TikTok, you know, try, try. Right. but it's like, we just, you know, we just, have fun we just have yeah. fun but uh real quick too uh john um so we're trying to blow this podcast up like right now mm -hmm. we're trying to just go hard um because we i think we found a niche and there's other podcasts labor podcasts out there they're, they're awesome but uh we're thinking of like eventually maybe later this year is to do like a live panel like a labor panel yeah uh like in one of our theaters, Ayati. So we have mm -hmm. a few theaters here. We have the Shell Symphony. Um, we're we're I'm 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 in, currently in talks with them. So would you be down to be on one of these panels in person? Of course. Uh, in one of these theaters. And what we want to do is uh like like fundraise, sell tickets yeah, yeah. and stuff like that, and have like a comedian, have a band, have like a whole fucking. Uh, like a whole show, like an event, yeah, like an, an action, event yeah. to fundraise for labor. Yeah, my goal is to have strike funds. That's it. Yeah, that's my goal is to have money for anybody that goes on strike to have money to pay their bills. So, yeah. would you be down for something like that later this year to come down to San Diego, bring your wife and everything, yeah. and uh, and yeah, like we, we can do like yes. like a labor panel. And, and anything I can do to help, man. Of course, I'm I'm there for you guys. Yeah, I, I um. I mean, honestly, dude, again, we're talking about Twitter and just meet people. I mean, dude, I, I appreciate what you guys are doing in San Diego, man. You guys uh, turning things around, you know, from what, what I heard, you know, with uh, the city being anti-union for years and just the movement that you guys have down there is is, is badass. And uh, I'm uh, very impressed by that. But, yeah, I, I mean, the fact that I got to go to the um, progressive uh, conference you guys had, uh, the, the San Diego uh, Building Trades had a while back, I mean, None of that would have happened without Twitter, you know, right. Right. making contacts on there with Carol and uh, being able to come down. And it was huge, you know, but uh, shout out to Carol. She's yeah, been on Carol, and she's been, yeah, been on a few labor podcasts. Carol. Yeah, Carol's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I uh, 
I love that. And I love seeing the solidarity that uh, you don't see everywhere where you have people from the trades walking with Starbucks workers and with the, you know, like before, you know, they all stuck to their own groups, but we're not seeing that anymore. We're seeing like, you know, electricians going out and walking with actors and, you know, actors walking with, you know, fast food workers and just like everybody from top to bottom, we're all engaging in this together. And like, it's cool to see, man. It's, this fight is not just my fight. It's, it's our fight, you know? And, and yeah, I don't know. Just, right. I, I really I feel, appreciate it. I feel like, like the earth is a living, breathing organism. Right. And I feel like labor is a living, breathing organism. Mm-hmm. We're the pulse of it, mm-hmm. of working people. So I feel like connecting each other. Now we're feeling each other out. We're empathizing with each other's, with their strikes, with our struggles. Yep. So no, I, th- I think, I wouldn't, I mean, maybe, but um, I'm so happy to be alive in this timeline Mm -hmm. that we have now. Like, I could have joined labor 10 years ago, and maybe it wouldn't have been this. I joined labor five years ago, and I'm enjoying this timeline that we're in now, and and we're meeting you. But, uh, hey, uh, uh, John, like, uh, we're we're almost at an hour. We usually just shoot these for an hour. But but, uh, do you have any last words or any kind of, like, Whatever you want to say to these people that are listening to us or watching us about, like, your strike threat, your campaign with UPS, and with, and anything, honestly. We'd just like to end these episodes with, like, a kind of, like, a little pitch. Yeah, yeah, well, what, what I would just ask if anybody listening to this is, man, get involved. Don't stay on the sidelines. Don't say, hey, it's up to my union leadership to do this for me or my shop steward or whatever, get involved. Go to your union meetings, you know, uh, join people on other picket lines, um, you know, file that grievance, do all those things that you were expecting someone else to do. Don't wait on anybody, you know. So just um, that, that's, that's my biggest thing. My, my goal is to get people engaged in their union and to get people to, you know, not sit on the sidelines anymore. So if you're a union member, man, be proud about it. Um, wear that with honor, you know, and uh, man, rock that drip. Right. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, that's another episode of Union of Bust. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's been a hot one. So check this out. Yeah. And check out Union Drip. Union Drip. Yes. Thank you.